You are listening to Get Real Podcast. Call Glennard Skinner. Calling Glennard Skinner. Mobile. And we're back. That we are. Glennard Skinner. The other day, um, I had been looking forward to it for a while, but I had some stuff, some much needed uh, family time that needed to uh, needed to happen. And it was certainly a blessing um, near father's day weekend yes and it, it was a blessing but i missed filthy rags um the the band the ministry the force <laughs> known as filthy rags the and force to be reckoned with. you gotta catch me up and we're not faking it because it wouldn't be very real to fake it i don't know that much you've told me little bits and pieces but i want to kind of hear some stuff and pick your brain about what happened with um with your weekend with uh filthy rags <laughs> I am going to explode, just just, just mind explosion right now. It's just all going to come oozing out because after that weekend, I was on such a high, uh, not because I was doing DMT or anything like that that we're, talk, that we're going to talk <laughs> a about. Reptile there aliens reptile made of aliens light. Made of light that we're going to talk about in a uh, episode coming up real soon. But I got to spend time. I really, Harry and Mel from Filthy Rags, they are real people, not just holograms on, on Skype that we talk to. So they do exist. <laughs> Uh, we did have a Harriet Mel sighting here in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> a sighting. A sighting. <laughs> but they came through with the Extreme Tour. And what is wow. the Extreme Tour, Glenn? Gee, Dan, let me explain. Uh, it is a collection of artists that come in. And in this case, it was musical artists that came into town. And their whole focus, they use the music as outreach. The night before they did their show, they were in downtown Charleston till about two o'clock in the morning sharing the gospel with people. Wow. And just sharing the love of Christ. And when Harry and Mel, when they came into town, uh, I got to meet them just as they rolled in. I mean, I was waiting for them at the church that they came to and, and they opened up the door and I heard their voice. And I was like, that's Harry and Mel. So you were the first face they saw in Charleston? Yes. It- Folks, right now we want to have a quick word of prayer around the world, like to join our hearts and hands. But we spent probably about an hour to an hour and a half after they got into town. They were getting ready. The way they got ready for what they were about to do really impressed me. It's one thing to say, hey, we're going to go out and share the gospel with people or, hey, we're going to pray about this before we go. Before they engaged in anything, they really wanted a lot of detail about the spiritual condition of the areas that they were going to. They were doing their intel work, and that really enlightened me and and showed me that it's one thing to pray for things, but then it's one thing to pray with knowledge. Well, it it's in, I don't know about you, but it's intimidating. Like when we did the interview with them, and I hear about what they do and the fact that they go into areas that need ministry. Yes. Rough places, yeah. hurting people. Um, it it kind of gives me an unsettled feeling because it makes it very real. When people talk about at-risk youth, people with serious drug issues, you almost feel like, oh, I kind of want the safety of that nice church building and those right. well-mannered people. And they do the opposite. They go into the fire. They do. And part of that, I'm embarrassed to say, makes me feel uncomfortable it doesn't like i don't think there's nothing wrong with it it's wonderful okay there's salt of the earth it's like oh it 
it's uh, spiritually intimidating. Is that the way to put it? I think I think that's I mean, the I mean, way to put it. Yeah, they their faith the whole time that I was with them and everybody else, and I'm going to talk about everybody else that I got to meet on the tour. Makes me feel like a flesh ball. I felt that's like a, a turd sandwich. Okay, yeah. okay. Let's let's put okay. it that way. That's what I was trying to say, Glenn. You're so fluent when this it comes a, to the King's English. <laughs> yes, yeah, Dan. Podcast. What you're trying to say is theologically, you feel like a turd, turd sandwich. sandwich. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. That's that. that no, they're, they're for the books. And not knocking what what they're doing is that's that's real ministry. What it does is. she say? She says I'm going to go in there and I want the Holy Ghost to knock the hell out of somebody. Yeah. But she said something else. I can't remember. I listened to that podcast the other day. We'll, we'll, we'll have to go back and listen to that one. So I got to see them Saturday night when they came into town, and I was very I was intimidated. I have to admit that. Um, what part? Of, of the, the actual ministry, okay. the, Dan, well, this is hardcore ministry. No, I'm an introvert and that's a problem. Yeah. Me. Okay. I am too. And that's why we put on a podcast and talk <laughs> to people all over the world, the world via Skype, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's different. I mean, I am very introverted. Uh, it doesn't seem like it here because I'm flowing in something that God's given a gift in. I think that I'm kind of gifted to do this. Uh, but Really, what it comes down to is moving in that flow. I feel comfortable in this environment. It get, it got me out of my comfort zone. And then we went to go see them lead worship on Sunday before they, they did the show. And mind you, they got like three hours of sleep. And they were on point leading worship. First of all, I've only read it one other time. But I started using it. And then I was like, I wonder if that's even a word. I think you're kind of a polyvert. And that's probably not even a real word. What I'm trying to say is you're selectively extroverted. Okay. If you're around the right group that you feel comfortable with, you're a ham. Okay. You are a ham, dude. Okay. Glenn's a riot to travel with. He's like, oh, yeah, pancakes. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, everything's like metal to him. It's like, whoa, did you see the restrooms? How clean they were? Wow. Dude, he's, there were ice cubes in the urinal. Yeah, he's we like, awesome. Big time. <laughs> and those breath mints, the pink things. Yeah. No, but you're a lot of fun to hang out with. And you're, you're not like introverted in the classic sense of Glenn's over there, like, you know, pondering things <laughs> just like in a corner somewhere <laughs> and you were a really good salesperson you were a good salesman i remember i was like whoa glenn's got this down he's like hey how's it going joe and then you're just like one after another and i, I got, can be that way i'm in i'm like intj have you ever taken the myers-briggs which a lot of christians yes, think have. it's totally I demonic have. what were no, you do you it, remember i don't remember but it's not demonic well the, who no. was the guy young jung carl jung young he basically was like these entities came out kind of, he went all uh, Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> and then he was like, these entities kind of came out and told him, you know, these are these classifications. I don't know, dude. But I, but you don't remember what you were? I, I don't remember. Um, you were INT cheeseburger? I saw, cheeseburger. It was something cheeseburger <laughs> metal pancake. Okay. Cheeseburger okay. metal pancake is, is what it was. So we saw them during worship. I was blown away by what they did. The church that we went to, Victory Christian Church in Goose Creek, South Carolina, man, many blessings on those people for hosting the entire Extreme Tour to stay there. We're talking a whole bunch of artists. Um, Harry was right. It's kind of like a Woodstock hippie love fest, which was really, really kind of cool. Wonderful people at Victory Christian Church. The worship that morning just blew me away. And here's the thing is that Victory Christian, it's not... 
your mega mega church okay uh it's just it's just a building and when you go in and the work when anointed worship starts and god sets down so you were in the third campus overflow satellite room? that's right i was in the third campus exactly <laughs> and then they rode you over by golf cart to yeah, the uh exactly to the family life luxury the family life luxury we're area. not knocking if you got infrastructure it's just these no. people are really using whatever they whatever what they've got what and they've God got blesses that see you know the incongruity that i see with the band filthy rags is that normally when you have somebody that's got great talent musical chops great guitar playing songwriting they're really really good oh, they are they okay are. so they could go to a lot of festivals, a lot of things, a lot of bigger venues, and not skip a beat at all. No. And if you listen to their music, uh, we'll tell you. Glenn will tell you later how to how to find their music and buy stuff, and you know get get stuff from them and help support them. But it's rare when you see a group like that that goes to minister primarily, and then they'll go into. You told me one thing that connected with me. They'll go in there, and if there are three people there. They're going to rock. They're going to rock no matter what. That's awesome. No matter what. And here's the thing, Dan. You're getting me excited. Polyvert is coming out right now. Okay. Okay. Polyvert, not, you heard it right here. I think I invented the term. Not Poly Pocket, but Polyvert <laughs> is, is coming out. Every one of those musicians that played and was at that event blew me away. Wow. There was not one. They are all at the national, I mean, international, they should be at major festival level. Every one of them. I'm going to talk about some of them in just a minute. But here's the, here's the really funny thing, Dan. Get this, all right? So they do the event that Sunday afternoon, and they go to a lower income, very depressed area. Mm-hmm. And I'm all excited. And I got Deb with me, and I got my two, kid, two, my, two of my children with me. Uh, my youngest son and, and my daughter, and it was Father's Day. And it's like this is what we're going to do for Father's Day. It's like we're going to a we're going to a Christian concert. Now, of course, you know what all gets in their minds is that we're going to go and there's going to be like this big stage and smoke machines and lights <laughs> and you know mega everything. So we go and there's like you know some sound system set up under a tent and a couple tents and that's about it. In the middle of this grass field, there's nothing there. So. I wish I had a picture of everybody's faces looking at me when we pulled up in the car. <laughs> the car. It's like I could read it in my in my daughter's mind. Dad, what are you getting us into? <laughs> We're in an empty field. It's an empty field. Where's the Where's the stage? And the okay, just probably what was going on in their mind. And we get there, and I was able to do a, a brief interview with Harry and Mel. We're going to play that in just a minute about some of the things that that I learned more about them during the event. But we get there and it starts. And the first person to perform is an R&B singer, Abby Lindo. Whoa. My daughter was so into Abby Lindo. It was just absolutely amazing. So while all this is going on, I meet a couple guys from another metal band, Slaves to Change. This is where it gets fun. Within about three minutes, we're talking about Martin Luther's flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> Kindred spirits. Kindred spirits. We're talking about how far off the deep end the majority of the church has gone and how it's difficult. You know, 
if if you if you find yourself at a church and they're getting you to sign the contract commitment card to the rules and regulations, flee. Okay, with this, <laughs> these are the things we're talking about. I'm like, oh, this is so this is this is awesome. So Abby Lindo was the first one up. The next one was a hip hop artist, Song. Wow. Okay, dude, I'm a metal guy. All right, and. It, it, and something interesting came out from one of our listeners in, in just a few minutes. We'll talk about that too. He had chops. He was the real deal. He wasn't vanilla ice in it. You know what I'm saying? It was like ice, ice baby. All right. It wasn't that at all. It was genuine. I mean, he was, he was real. That's what I liked about something. He was real. And the whole time, and mind you, there's about 10 people here at the show. He's pouring his soul out wow. to everybody that's there. And he's actually... He doesn't stay in the in the in this in the performance area. He's out walking around the park, sitting down, talking to kids while he's doing this. And you see the true love of Christ just coming through him as he's ministering mm. and, and doing all this. That's really cool because in a way it's a filter because you have a, a tour and a venue that is not focused on making you rich and famous. Right. And even with the different genre, especially with metal, if you want to get rich in the United States hip hop or or pop music would be a much better choice than playing metal but it's like when you get a group that is talented that says no we're here for an aggressive reason it's what god's put on our heart that's a big deal i posted one of uh, a video of psalm on our lithos cry facebook page and on our instagram page and i got a message from one of our listeners in australia who saw the video and she's a metalhead to the to the bone all right She's, this is the cartoonist? Yes, this is the cartoonist. Okay. Hey, thank you. Thank that you. was cool. Yeah, we're going to talk to her in a couple weeks, as a matter of fact. Um, she She's like, Glenn, I like a, a metal, but I like this guy. I don't even like really like hip-hop. I like this guy. And I sent a text back, and this is what really was hitting me, is that God, all right, God loves metal. He loves country. He loves, he's all of those things. All right. We're limited in, in what we like and what we don't like because we're limited fallen creatures. But God is in all of that. But what makes his music transcend gender is the spirit of God. God's spirit transcends genre. Gender fluidity. I'm out of <laughs> <No>. here. <laughs> God's spirit transcends genre. Yeah. He doesn't like bro country, though. I can prove that to you in scripture, but go ahead. <laughs> so that was her. And she, she was like, I got to check this guy out more. And, and you know, she she was really taken by, by what he did. Then after Psalm was Harry and Mel. <laughs> Mel is an angelic tornado. She tore it up. And the thing that I like about it, too, is that there ain't no auto tune that they're using. Oh, no. All right. It, she's it got is, pipes. She's got pipes. And Harry, dude, that guy can shred. I mean, just shred. And I had goosebumps while I was watching them perform. It was just it was just unreal. They did they did about four they did about four or five songs. I did video for some of them. We're posting, we're slowly getting to the point where we're posting those videos up on our YouTube channel so that people can see those and share those. But it was just amazing. And the whole time you're there, after everything got started, you didn't realize that you were in a 
economically depressed neighborhood in the middle of a park where there's nothing. Hmm. And my wife, Deb, she was even like, after we left, she's like, wow, you could just feel the protection of the Lord in that whole neighborhood when that was going on. So then after Harry and Mel with filthy rags, boy, did we get a treat. Young lady goes by the name Nettie. She is from California. Whoa. She can dance. She dances. I can't dance, so anybody who can dance, I'm impressed with. <laughs> Glenn speaks truth. He cannot dance. I cannot dance. But she started off with an acoustic song. We posted it on our Facebook page. The best way that I can describe her is sheer spiritual sass. Huh. Okay. I got to check out Yeah, Nettie. you got to check out Natty. Sheer spiritual sass. Just absolutely amazing. Um, unfortunately we, we eventually had to, had to leave. So we had to leave during the time that Nettie was up there. But from what I saw, I was just blown away. Uh, we are working on getting her on the podcast cause I want to figure out how I can learn how to dance like that. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was just, it was just absolutely amazing what they, what they did. And I had never, I've never experienced anything like that. And it was not about the music. The music to them is a vehicle. And it's not about them. It's not about them being popular. It's not about them. If they wanted to be popular, they've all got the ability to go be popular. Yeah. They Every one of them. There was nobody there that was a third-rate or second-rate band or act at all. It was class to the max. And I had no idea. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to share with you, Dan, and I'd like to share with our listeners how I got to the Extreme Tour. How'd you get there, Glenn? So, let's go back in time to May of 2017. In May of 2017, Glenn and Deb loaded up the family trucks to take a trip that consisted of a total of 868 round-trip miles and 14 hours to travel to Tampa, Florida. And what were Deb and Glenn going to do in Tampa, Florida? They were going to take in a really good metal show. (laughs) Who was the headline? It was a co-headliner show with Delane and Hammerfall. So Glenn and Deb make it to Tampa, Florida after visiting Clearwater and a few, you know, the aquarium and a few cool things before the show. Pancakes. Pancakes. Yes, we had pancakes and steak. And I think there was a cheeseburger thrown in there too somewhere. We get to the show and the opening act for Delane and Hammerfall is a band called Armor of God. Now, Glenn and Deb have no idea. I've never heard of Armor of God, but I'm like, gee, that's a really interesting name for a metal band to be opening up for Hammerfall and Delane. They start their set, and I'm like, wow, that's really good music. So they get done, and where Glenn's standing, he sees the lead singer, Carla Danielle, about 20, 30 feet away from him, and yells like a lunatic to her, hey, where are you guys from? And she's like, we're from Orlando, Florida. Well, that ended that story until about a year later when Dan and Glenn decide to start the Get Real podcast. Then Glenn reaches out to Orlando thinking, gee, is this guy even going to email me back saying, hey, Orlando, can we use one of your songs as an opening for our new podcast? Now, Orlando didn't even know what our podcast was going to be about. He kind of knew it was something about Jesus and, and the Bible and something like that and something to do with metal. He's like, sure, go ahead and do it. So you do that. And then eventually we bring Carla and the crew and and Orlando on the show. 
we're getting somewhere with this people. It's a really long process, all right? So after that, a few months pass by. Dan and Glenn go down to visit Carla, Danielle, and Armor of God, and Sam's with us too, and we have a nice brunch. You see them perform. It's totally awesome. A couple more months pass by. Orlando sends Glenn a message. Hey, Glenn, you might want to check out this band. They're really good. And the band is Filthy Rats. Uh-huh. Now, mind you, I traveled 868 miles, 14 hours to get to this point. All right? So I reach out to Harry and Mel. I'm like, hey, would you like to be on our podcast? Not even knowing if they would even respond or be interested. And they're like, sure, that sounds good. When would you like to do that? Uh, that's cool. <laughs> okay. So we bring them on the podcast and we hear about this thing called the Extreme Tour that they're a part of. And then we have another friend who's all the way over in the UK, Peter. Peter Field from Peter118. He starts talking about this thing called the Extreme Tour that they have in the UK. So putting two and two together, it's like, gee, we had one guest in the United States talk about the Extreme Tour and one in the UK talk about the Extreme Tour. This must be something worth looking into. So, we find out during the podcast that Harry and Mel are coming to Charleston, South Carolina on June 17th. So, 868 miles, 14 hours to Tampa, Florida, several editions of a podcast, several interviews. We wind up 23 minutes and 22.8 miles down the street from the Get Real Studio (laughs) at the Extreme Tour. (laughs) That's a good, good story. Uh, it's awesome. Just and every show. one of those people has had a real special blessing of God on them. But and Peter yeah. and his bassist, ah, we need to Andy. reach out to him. They they were wonderful when we talked to him last time. And they have the same heart that Harry and Harry and Mel do. Yeah, they, they totally. really do. Totally. So fortunately, while I was uh, down at that grassy, empty field, I was able to talk to Harry and Mel a little bit more and get a field interview with them and talk to them. And I want to play that. So here's uh, what we got to talk about just before the show. Uh, just a couple days ago. Well, I'm out here with Harry and Mel from Filthy Rags. We are in North Charleston, South Carolina, the land of fire ants. Oh, <laughs> not excited about fire ants. The land of a thousand brake lights. <laughs> did you know that fire ants are the wasp family and they sting you? I did not know that they were part of the wasp family. They They're jerks. <laughs> this morning we got to see you at Victory Christian Church lead worship. I'm yeah. sorry. And now... <laughs> Harry, it was just, it was amazing. It was anointed. I really, I really did. You're so anointed. One of the things that I want to ask you about is you go into free song very freely. What's it like when you move into that? I think it's like, this isn't working, so she goes into that. (laughs) Maybe a little bit more, more so it's. It's just like I'll get a thought in my head. It's like reading someone's mind. And uh, I will sing the thought. And as long as the thought lines up with scripture, then it's from God. So, like, I know a lot of scripture, which I'm grateful for. That came from my grandparents (laughs) in Baptist Church. I love them. But um, that's kind of how it is. It's like I'll I'll have my eyes closed and I'll I'll have a thought. And uh, this morning's thought was... uh, you know, I'll go looking for you. You satisfy my soul with your love. So um, that's what happened. That's how it goes. I don't know. That's that's how it goes. <laughs> and this morning you led us in worship. And this afternoon you're going to be doing something a little bit different. 
Can you explain the difference between leading and worship and what you're going to be doing this afternoon? Well, this afternoon, uh, you know, we're part of an event, and so uh, the overall strategy is kind of comes together as a whole. So we just play a small part of that. So the part we're playing today is more of just trying to really connect to the audience. You know, we'll probably try to play some songs that are kind of like, hey, can you relate to this? And really just try to draw, draw them in. So yeah, that's kind of our strategy for today. Also, this is our music that we've recorded. So yeah. uh, that's kind of the difference is that this morning we were playing someone else's music and this is our sort oh, of yeah. like heart All of original. worship, you know, to to God. So, I mean, they're both aspects of worship. Uh, one is just a little more, I guess, incognito than the other. Um, but every, I mean, our goal is to kind of live our lives as, uh, you know, as living sacrifice or worship to the God that we serve and... Part of that is coming out here and doing this and playing playing this music in communities like this. I do have to say that live this morning sounded just as good as recording. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> if somebody wants the Extreme Tour to come to their town, you guys to come, what do they need to do? Please contact me immediately at 260-445-8734. Or you can email me at xtmelissa dot b as in boy at gmail.com or you can go to www.theextremetour.com and you can actually log in there and request the extreme tour to come to your area awesome one last question for you 16 that you sang this morning can you tell us a little bit about that because we're going to play the bootlegged version that we got this morning on the get real podcast (laughs) uh 16 is uh i was sitting in my house and i was like i was like god i want to write a song and so i started to write a song and I was like, this isn't working out. What do you want to hear? And he's like, turn to the Psalms. And so I turned to Psalm 16 and I started writing. It's out of the Message Bible, um, which I love his poetry, the way that he wrote scripture. Um, and I just sat down and it just came flowing out. And then Harry was like, you should record that. And I'm like, I don't want to. And he was like, well, let's just do it anyway. And so he kind of made me and then I... I was really excited about it after that, and so I was really grateful that God gave me a good song. And it's just his words, you know, so. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, and thank you for being down here. It's it's so good to see you finally in person. Yay! (laughs) Thank you so much, Glenn. We love you to pieces, man, and we're super glad to be here on your podcast. There is a studio version of that song, and it's done, and uh, there's actually a video in the making right now for that. Um, I might be able to just email you that song. It's not released yet, but I might let you have a copy of it. All right. Oh, wow. Exclusive. Exclusive. I like that. Exclusive. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, man. Bless you tonight. Thank you. I have to give you mobile production props. Thank you. The way that you cranked up that lawnmower to augment the (laughs) segment. That was wonderful. That was the power generator that they used for the sound system. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, That's what that was. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, when you got there, there really wasn't that much there. It was just what it is. And, you know, I'm not knocking, I mean, I love smoke machines. I love lights. I love all that stuff. And I think all too often we get trapped up in, ooh, we got to have that for people to respond to the gospel. It's nice to have that. And if you got that, hey, that's great. If God's blessed you with that, that's awesome. But that's not what draws people to the gospel yeah what draws people to the gospel is the heart and the genuine the genuine heart of the people that are ministering the gospel that's it well you can hear that heart through harry and mill big time you can so i have here the official bootlegged version 
of 16 that she did at Victory Christian Church. This is one of their newer songs. It, it just It's just so cool because you see them leading in worship on Sunday morning, and then on Sunday afternoon, they're out there just melting your face off. I mean, <laughs> the, the transition. And it just goes to show how God is not just this one thing, okay? It's just not just one stream. Well, it's just got to be hymns sung like a Coldplay song. You know, it's, it's not that at all. He's, there's so, we, we, we don't know anything really about God. We don't. Yeah. You know, the more I study scripture, I'm like, the, the, more, I, the more I study, the less I know. Yeah, it's, that, it's, a, it's a glass darkly. It is. Heavy duty darkly. So here is 16 by Filthy Rags. This is a special uh, song. Uh, I just wrote this. It's based off Psalm 16. It's called 16. So, so clever. <laughs>
powerful. Powerful. Very powerful. One of the things that Mel shared with me before we left on Sunday, and this goes to show that it's really God that's doing this. She said that a lot of times they'll go into a community and they'll minister to people or there'll be people that pass by and they pick up something that's been sung, said, or performed. And they'll just pass by. And then several weeks or months later, they'll hear back from somebody that was, was had some contact with the event and how that affected them. It's just so cool how that seed, it gets planted, even though you might not have see the results of what you're planning right there at that time, which is what we kind of want to do in our instantaneous society. So we want to see it now. But that just goes to show how God takes what they do and you don't know where somebody's at when they walk by. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what God's doing with them at that point in time. But how it's really salvation is really a work of God. It's got nothing to do with us except for our availability to be that vessel. And a lot of times, I think it is a special blessing if you get to see somebody does call you back and say, hey, I got saved, or hey, I got off of heroin, or hey, you know, whatever was going on in their life that God did. But I know um, a really good friend of mine, which which you know as well, um, when he was, before he was saved, he was approached by a young man at a um, McDonald's and the guy was like, you know, just simple trying to witness to him, maybe campus crusade, you know, just trying to say, Hey, if, if you've been born again, you know, saying something. And the guy had enough guts to approach my friend who was a big old football player, you know, just kind of popular dude, you know, and he was quite brash and arrogant in high school. And with this Christian, he mocked the guy publicly till the guy was tearing up. Wow. And my buddy said after he had been saved, he goes, that burnt me on my conscience doing that to that guy that was coming up to me meekly in the love of Christ and um, you know trying to let me know about the gospel. And he feared God a little bit, but he wasn't saved. And he was just in front of his friends. So he mocks this guy to tears. He said, it wouldn't leave my mind ever since that guy. So that other guy, he may have felt dejected. I'm sure God blessed him with that suffering, something about the fellowship of his suffering, something, some special blessing happens when, when you just went and all of a sudden somebody out of some demonic inspiration just tries to knock your block off. Um, There's a little, little gift, you know, the Lord blesses his children in that way. But um, I've often thought that that guy never had any, idea that that guy was going to end up going to several different countries uh, ministering in deep third world prisons and jungles and uh, all sorts of things that that uh, my buddy did you know um with the lord since then and that guy would say no that arrogant jerk he never you know and you don't often you don't always get that but to go and be willing to sow seed like that is is admirable and it's so good that we're not god and we're not the ones that determine. Oh, I'm cranky. Everybody go to hell, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. A lot of times we're like, oh, that person will never, never get saved. Oh, that person is so far gone. It's not for us to, it is to not. judge that. It is it's, not. It's not for, that is not up to us. Our job is to do and to be like these people with the extreme tour, to just be willing vessels 
And here's something else that I thought about. When I was saved, Dan, I remember at the Voldemort's fun park we were at, they, they were asking me, well, what kind of music do you like? Of course, they were getting me to switch my type of music that I like to listen to. So, of course, they send me over to Zondervan's to the, you know, go check stuff out. And that's, that's where I wind up. And most of the stuff that was Christian music in the late, early 90s, you know, late 90s, I bought it, but I didn't like it. To me, it was cheesy. And it was. A lot of that stuff was just pure cheese. And I think that really, because it's not genuine, and that was the problem with it. That's what I was reacting to. It was not genuine. You had to dig a little deeper in the Christian genre to get the, the good stuff. You had to. Like the swirling eddies. <laughs> okay. That, that, <laughs> I'm swooning. I love Daniel Amos and the swirling eddies. <laughs> great, great. But you, you got to be weird to appreciate. You do. Y- yeah, you do. I, I remember when we presented the swirling eddies tape to Voldemort. And he listened to it and his reaction to us, he looked at it after he listened to it. He was like, you guys are sick. <laughs> yes, we are. That was, that was uh, Dr. Edward Daniel Taylor's Miracle Faith Telethon of Love. That's a great <laughs> album. If you can find that one. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Okay, yeah, okay. I've, I've played it for Deb, and she's like, what in the world are you listening oh, to? Oh, we love that, oh, man. Absolutely love it. But there is a genuine stream, and it's just like anything with the church. Unfortunately, Satan's come in and perverted it, made it look powerless, made it cheesy. But there's a stream, and there's always been a stream. There's been a remnant that's always been have their had their hearts towards the Lord that He uses, and every person that I came in contact with, um, and even my even my kids and even my wife Deb, after we left, not only was it a show that demonstrated the love of Christ in its truest form, but the quality of the talent and the gifting that was displayed was just amazing it was not that cheese that i came in contact with at zondervan's in the mid 90s yeah Uh, it's beautiful god when god shows up he blesses everybody he does he does so we're looking forward to them coming back next year yeah i gotta make it this next time and hopefully we can help them get a few more places now that i understand how it all works well glennard how can people help them do what they do and you know how do they do that and what do they need Definitely. Some of the things that they need when they come into a town, they will come. Harry was telling me that, hey, we're and this. I mean, let me explain it this way. Their heart is they don't if the money's not there, it's it's not there. They just move in God's faith. They do require food. They do require lodging when they when they come into the town. Whoa, that's a little too far. <laughs> food. <laughs> That's over the top. There's, there's several meals. Uh, this year, what they needed was they needed about $1,500. That's not a lot of money. No, When not you really think about it. $1,500 is not a lot of money. They are looking for areas to go into that are basically your highest risk areas where that basically the church is written off. I don't see many mega, mega ministry churches going into the type of areas that they went into or that they go into. That's what they're looking for. But the support that they need is financial. The support that they need is uh, food when they when they come into town. And also they need lodging. That's a, that's a major thing. And what Victory Christian Church did is everybody stayed at the church, which is that's cost great. effective. Yeah, very cost effective. 
it's great. And it just so happened that their show, that the show that they were doing, the the event, let's call it that. I, I don't want to call it a show because anything but a show is an event that was anointed by the Lord. Happened to be on a Sunday, so they led worship that Sunday at the church that they stayed at. And that church, I, be, I believe, received a blessing from, from Harry and Mel and everybody that was there for, for allowing them to do that. So those are the things that they need, and uh, you can reach out to us over here at lithoscry.com, lithoscry at gmail.com, and we can uh, get you set up with Harry and Mel and the Extreme Tour if you want them to come into your community. And I highly encourage it because what they do is what they do is so effective. Awesome. Awesome. Harry, Mel, everybody uh, that was with the tour, thanks for coming through, Charleston. Thank you for putting up with me and letting me hang out with you uh, for, for the two days. It was it was absolutely wonderful. We love you, and you will be hearing more from some of these artists from the Extreme Tour that we experienced down here in Charleston on the Get Real podcast. So peace out, people.